Chapter 5 of Will Warburton. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Will Warburton by George Gissing. Chapter 5. As he sat musing, the art world still in his hand, Warburton could hear his friend's voice ring out that audacious vow. He could remember, too, the odd little pang with which he heard it, a half spasm of altogether absurd jealousy of course the feeling did not last there was no recurrence of it when he heard that franks had again seen miss elvin before she left ashstead nor when he learnt that the artist had been spending a day or two at bath less than a month after their first meeting franks won rosamond's consent he was frantic with exultation arriving with the news at ten o'clock one night he shouted and maddened about warburton's room until finally turned out at two in the morning his circumstances being what they were he could not hope for marriage yet a while he must work and wait never mind see what work he would produce yet it appeared to his friend that all through the next twelve months he merely wasted time such work as he did finish being of very slight value he talked and talked now of rosamond now of what he was going to do until warburton losing patience would cut him short with oh go to bath an old cant phrase revived for its special appropriateness in this connection franks went to bath far oftener than he could afford money for his journey being generally borrowed from his long-enduring friend. Rosamond herself had nothing, and but the smallest expectations should her father die. Two years before this it had occurred to her that she should like to study art, and might possibly find in it a means of self-support. She was allowed to attend classes at South Kensington, but little came of this except a close friendship with a girl of her own age, by name Bertha Cross, who was following the art course with more serious purpose. When she had been betrothed for about a year, Rosamond chanced to spend a week in London at her friend's house, and this led to acquaintance between Franks and the Crosses. For a time, Warburton saw and heard less of the artist, who made confidants of Mrs. Cross and her daughter, and spent many an evening with them talking, talking, talking about Rosamond. But this intimacy did not endure very long, Mrs. Cross being a person of marked peculiarities, which in the end overtried Norbert's temper only on the fourth-story flat by chelsea bridge could the lover find that sort of sympathy which he really needed solacing yet tonic but for warburton he would have worked even less to will it seemed an odd result of fortunate love that the artist though in every other respect a better man than before should have become to all appearances less zealous less efficient in his art had rosamond elvin the right influence on her lover in spite of norbert's lyric eulogy had she served merely to confuse his aims perhaps to bring him down to a lower level of thought there was his picture sanctuary before he knew rosamond franks would have scoffed at such a subject would have howled at such treatment of it there was notable distance between this and what norbert was painting in that summer sunrise four years ago with his portable easel in the gutter and miss elvin admired sanctuary at least franks said she did true she also admired the picture of the pawnshop and the public-house Will had himself heard her speak of it with high praise, and with impatient wonder that no purchaser could be found for it. Most likely she approved of everything Norbert did, and had no more serious criterion, unless, indeed, her private test of artistic value were the financial result. Warburton could not altogether believe that. Annoyance with the artist now and then inclined him to slighting thought of Rosamond, yet on the whole his view of her was not depreciatory. The disadvantage to her mind was her remarkable comeliness he could not but fear that so much beauty must be inconsistent with the sterling qualities which make a good wife will's eyes fell on sherwood's note and he went to bed wondering what the project might be which was to make their fortune
End of chapter 5. Recording by Julian Prattley.